1: welcome to it's all political the san francisco chronicles political podcast i'm joe Garofoli, the chronicles senior political writer and today our guest is cnn's chief political correspondent dana bash dana is here because she just completed a documentary podcast series on the 2003 recall of governor gray davis and we'll be talking about how that recall compares to this one She had a great sit-down interview with former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who had some interesting things to say about Gavin Newsom's strategy in this current race, as well about his former rivals in that former race, ex-Lieutenant Governor Cruz Bustamante and Congressman Tom McClintock. Yes, it is another total recall edition of the It's All Political podcast. And now, here's my conversation with Dana Bash. Dana Bash, from your home in Washington, D.C., to my home in Oakland, welcome to It's All Political. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me.
1: Yes, I've been enjoying the, uh, your podcast. It's I've, I've seen, I've heard one episode. It's been wonderful. Uh, and, and of course, you called it Total Recall, as we call episodes of It's All Political that have to do with the recall, uh, Total Recall, which goes to show either the great minds think alike or <laughs> with lack of imagination on both of our parts. Um, listening to it, it was like time travel. Um you know having covered it uh, then as the sort of the junior political reporter here i was i was covering the um the the mary Careys and the uh, and the gallaghers of the world uh, uh-huh. the larry flint's of the world back then so but let's let's go to a couple of things um you had a uh, a sit down with arnold Schwarzenegger, which was uh, one of the centerpieces of it that i heard now uh, to to remind listeners the 2003 recall Ballot had two questions, just like this current one. The first question, do you think Gray Davis should be removed? And the second question was, who do you think should replace him? Out of 135 candidates, an extremely unwieldy ballot.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And unlike this year's uh, recall, there was a top Democrat running then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Cruz Bustamante was running the ballot, and his slogan was, no on the recall, yes on Bustamante. And we have a clip of what uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger thought about uh, that strategy.
2: I remember in the recall that I was in when they said, you know, vote no on the recall and then vote yes on Bustamante. So I mean, so people said, what the hell is it? Does he want the recall or does he not want the recall? I think he wants to get elected. Fuck him. You know, the, the Democrats then turned turn off against him. So this is so it, it's, it's confusing right now. But like I
1: said, they have to figure all this out themselves. Yeah. F him is what the many voters, <laughs> <laughs> Democratic voters said to Cruz Bustamante then, and it's what shaped the Newsom campaign is telling uh, voters to say in this recall, They're, they scared away named Democrats from running as replacement mm-hmm. candidates, and they've told Democrats to vote no and let it go. Leave the second question blank. Uh, there's a, a direct, uh, that's a dec- direct response to the uh, Busta- yep. what Bustamante said back then. What did, what, tell us about what Arnold Schwarzenegger, what he thought of that philosophy, uh, expand upon his, uh, his previous <laughs> comments yeah. there. Well,
2: well, I will tell you that I, when I asked him about it, I asked him in the context of what the Newsom strategy is now, which, as you said, uh, and as we've all, anybody who's paid attention for one second to uh, the recall coverage and what he says is, both, as you said, vote no on the recall. And what he's saying is leave the other side blank meaning don't vote for anybody to replace me because it's just no. And that's it. Full stop. Right. And, and so what I asked Schwarzenegger was, you know, what do you think about that? Is that going to confuse people? And even to that, he said, I don't know what the hell they're talking about because (laughs) this recall is a recall. And, and that this is the way that, uh, it has been in California for over a hundred years they have, it's only happened once and that made him the actual the governor as we've been talking about in 2003, but that this is the process and that you should follow the process. These are my words, not his, but I'm right. you know, kind of expounding on the, the um, theme that he had. And then he went in without being prompted too much uh, to what you just described that Cruz Bustamante did, which was very confusing, very confusing. And it's interesting, I talked to Bustamante for this podcast as well, and he was a little bit um, unclear and unsure if that was the right strategy that they took because it was oh, even really? more confused. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting because that was really confusing. So no, don't recall, but yes, pick me if if they're going to do it anyway. And as you said, the whole Newsom strategy is based on learning what they insist is that lesson, which is a make sure that. Anybody with a with a name, any name, anybody who's remotely viable on the Democratic side doesn't jump in, which they were successful at doing. Uh, and B, don't even give anybody on the other side of the ballot the opportunity. We'll see if that if that is something that that works. Uh, I will I will also say, and especially as for you as somebody who covered the recall back then, the interesting thing that Bustamante insists is that what newsom's people say what gray davis's people said then and now is revisionist history he he insists he wasn't a spoiler that gray davis was going to go down no matter what and that what he was just trying to do was be an insurance policy i think he said that back then as well but he still stands by that
1: you know and one of the reasons was that the the gray davis was somewhat doomed and you have a great conversation with the with gray davis too um, uh, you know, who's, who's very matter of fact about He's this? So Zen now, very chatty. Yes, yeah. I love what he said. His wife Sharon Davis said that if she knew how much better life would be out of office, <laughs> she would have campaigned against the recall. She was actually, if, if he had, you know, ten percent of her personality, he might still be governor. Uh, or how did you find him? You found him. You say Zen. Eighteen years on, what what advice did he have for all this?
2: Um. Well, first of all, he does not think that gavin newsom is going to be recalled and the advice that he had just strategically is what i just described uh was that newsom they need to make sure that there's no democrat on on the ballot because he still blames bustamante for for hurting him who was his own lieutenant governor in his own party for really hurting him back then and you know again that's that's in dispute if you ask bustamante right uh but but the thing that he said which is so interesting and insightful, and it comes with time, <laughs> a lot of time, almost 20 years since that happened, yeah, yeah. is when you're the governor, where you're the leader, You know, pick your position, things are going to happen that are out of your control, and you're going to get blamed for it. And it's not always fair, but that's politics. And the energy crisis really wasn't his fault. I mean, the energy crisis had to do with Enron and Pete Wilson selling it to the market and all kinds of things that he had to deal with because it was on his watch and he was blamed right. for a lot of it, but it really wasn't his fault. And he is okay with that because he said, that's just what leadership is. That's what politics is. You have to suck it up.
1: Which, you know, back in 2013, we did a 10-year look back at the yeah. report. And Susan Kennedy, who was uh, uh, Gray Davis's chief of staff and, uh, and later became Schwarzenegger's, she blamed Democrats. She said, "To this day, I look back and I say it was the Democrats who threw him out of office. Uh, the, the, the unions wanted certain things; they mm-hmm. wanted uh, payback." Talk a little bit about that. Where he he was getting fire from all sides,
2: everywhere. He was getting fire from everywhere. The the birth of the recall. Was in the conservative movement. It was Ted Costa, as as you know, uh, a guy. Who, when I asked Arnold, I'll give you a little sneak preview. When I asked Arnold Schwarzenegger about that, she go, "He goes, who the hell is that? Nobody know, even knows who that guy is." <laughs> without missing oh, a beat, without uh, missing a beat, uh, uh, and uh, and he had some choice words for Tom McClintock, who's now a member of Congress as well. Oh, yeah.
1: really? Uh, yeah, because oh, McCl- yeah. oh, when well, McClintock uh, definitely has choice words for yes. Arnold, he was yes, he it's was mutual. ticked.
2: Oh, he was sick. Oh well, was I can't wait to because, right. Because the whole genesis of it was to have a conservative revolution inside California, which on its face seems uh like an interesting place to do it. But yeah. but it was that a little, was
1: a little more of a possibility then, but it was still, more a possibility then. Still there still were more, slim, right? Yes. There <laughs> were there were
2: definitely more registered Republican voters then, a lot more. But now it's it's really hard to imagine. But but then they, they felt that their um revolution was was hijacked by this mega movie star who wasn't conservative enough and who wasn't he, I mean and he wasn't and he's he's very conservative on fiscal issues but certainly not on social a lot of social issues certainly not on climate and uh, and so that was a very interesting thing to hear uh, about conservatives not that, being that happy but he did appeal to the independents, and as you said, he he Arnold Schwarzenegger, some some Democrats because it was equal opportunity anger. If you're sitting in your house, and this probably happened to you, Joe, you're sitting in your house and you lose your power, you're pissed off.
1: Oh, I, I remember those days that yeah. the power would or, go off in the middle of the day. Get, it was crazy. Or your car,
2: or your car tax goes up. Yeah, you're pissed off.
1: One thing that, to to keep in mind about Gray Davis, and I remember doing a story about this uh, back at the time. Uh, Gavin Newsom remains popular now Absolutely. among among Democrats for the most part. Gray Davis was was not. In fact, not at all. Back then, uh, uh, San Francisco Mayor then San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown, who was a supporter of Davis's, said that uh, that that Gray Davis quote had zero personal relationships, is cold and distant, and quote. People do not like him, and he said this like, like out loud. Willie <laughs> Willie says a lot of stuff out loud. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, so I went looking for people um, who liked Gray Davis for being Gray Davis. It was like an investigative project, uh, but I did find Sybil Shepard, who uh, they actually uh, uh, made out as teenagers. And he said she said he was a great kisser. Uh, but but um, I know. It's, it, but what does she it, think
2: about him being governor? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, she loved him. She yeah, felt bad I'm, about it. She said, "And, and I, I, this was not a setup from the campaign. Yeah, actually, yeah. I had found." And she says, um, uh, "So she, I, I want to call a press conference." And and she later got involved a little bit. Yeah, uh, in that thing. I but, he, that. but how much of that lack of love from fellow Democrats hurt Gray Davis? How much did he? A lot. How, yeah,
2: a lot. And, and you're so right to point out that of. Uh, uh, Of all the similarities when it comes to regular, everyday Californians' anger and the atmosphere and the problems in California being so personal, hitting you so personally, um, the differences are also vast. And the lack of popularity that Gray Davis had, it's kind of hard to even explain right now because it was, it's enough. When you look at Gavin Newsom, he's like sky high in popularity compared to how gray davis was back then it's really just it's not the same and in the end that's why gavin newsom's people think that he's going to be okay and frankly gray davis didn't say this in these exact words but the sentiment that he expressed to me was that's probably why gavin newsom's going to be okay yes god bless
1: <laughs> gray for being so upfront of it. he's he's owned it he's really it's it's uh uh, it, it, it's very cool, and that comes out in your interviews with him. It's 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 very nice to hear him, mm-hmm. you know, a politician sort of owning something, as, instead of being so super defensive. As 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 you know, he's a little defensive, but not
2: as much. As not you too think. much, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll have more of my conversation with Dana Bash about the 2003 recall after this short break.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: with CNN chief political correspondent, Dana Bash. The title of your uh, podcast is called The Californian's Political Circus, Mm -hmm. and we'll get into that in a second. But there was also, um, you know, and and Arnold certainly contributed to to it, but if Arnold had not been governor, there were some great things that actually came out of the recall uh, through his governorship, Mm -hmm. uh, among them the the top two primary uh, here in California. That's where Mm -hmm. the top two candidates Getting the most votes go to the general election the jungle the, primary the the, the jungle <laughs> primary. we don't we don't that's an east coast thing we
2: don't call it we don't call
1: that it that's that's a dc that's a dc politics thing. um and a uh mm-hmm. and the and the citizens uh, drawing the uh, redistricting drawing the political mm-hmm. maps in the in the state these are yep. arnold schwarzenegger things what else like were there other positives that you found that came out of the recall
2: <sighs> what other positives well well came out of the recall or out of the out of the Schwarzenegger. Uh, um, the
1: Schwarzenegger yeah, Schwarzen, governor, Governors. Say, yeah, we can say the Schwarzenegger yeah. well, because if, without him, some because of you as you alluded to, without being a, a a moderate, some of that stuff wouldn't happen.
2: Climate. I mean, I think climate is the number one mm-hmm. besides mm-hmm. those those political changes. Climate is the number one. And I I really studied about this when I went out to interview Caitlyn Jenner when she announced and I was kind of the first and, and only real national interview that she did.
1: Yes. We, all, we I, all resented you, Dana. For your, I, <laughs> for, by the way, we all, let me just say oh, on behalf of the California your political report, we sorry. resented you for that. Yes.
2: Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but, but I was trying to <laughs> represent well. And I really um, dug deep on all of the, uh, all of the climate and all of the initiatives in general, but particularly the climate initiatives, because I find it so fascinating because California is such a leader on that Issue and it it's because it has been bipartisan, you know, uh, in a really really real way. And it it started before Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he really cemented it with um, with his um, his push to have have goals. I think by twenty thirty five or something. Like I think I think that's right now. Again, yeah, it's, it's been like bumped up it, a little bit. Yeah, it, again, yeah. it's this is back to like you, you you cram for the test and then you kind of forget. <laughs> so I crammed for the test. And, but in any event. That, I think, truly has been uh, one of the the most fascinating things to watch from outside California, how far ahead you guys are on trying to get the climate crisis under control and, uh, and starting at home. And that wouldn't have happened with a, it would have happened with the Democratic governor, probably, but it wouldn't have happened with a different kind of Republican.
1: Right, who could coax along some Republicans because yes. there, there wasn't the supermajority back then. So that, yes. that's yeah. So that's that, that's a very key thing. Also, it, it, um, uh, when uh, Jerry Brown ran for governor mm-hmm. in 2010, uh, he ran on a campaign promise not to raise taxes for anybody without without a vote of the people. Yep. and he kept that, and that was because he was scared from he saw what happened. Jer- no one reads the room like Jerry Brown. Yeah, and he he saw what happened uh, during the the. Um, the, the recall he did not want a replay of that Did you get into the the um, uh, the seeds of the tea Party revolution coming out of the recall did you get into any of that because um, some little... of the same characters were involved
2: yeah absolutely I mean a little bit with with Ted Costa who I, I, I talked to you about I mean he actually said uh, we, we wanted to spill some tea and this was again in 2003, yeah. seven years yeah. before the actual tea party. Uh, was a thing and swept the entire country and took over the the majority in the uh, in, in the House of Representatives. So we talked a bit about that Daryl Issa who I don't know that you would call him a tea party republican but he was definitely part of the that revolution and and you remember better than I he helped He's a super rich guy, yeah, thanks to car right. alarm car alarms or house alarms. Car alarms. Car alarms. Car, car alarms. alarms. Yep, yep, And he uh, and he helped to bankroll the recall back then, in the hopes that right. he would be the guy on the ticket. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger came along, and then there was that now famous press conference where he got very emotional. Uh, Did but he? So- does he
1: have any regrets? Does Lisa tell you that he has any regrets about not running for governor? I didn't talk
2: to him. I couldn't oh, get him. I couldn't get really? him. Really. I couldn't get him. Interesting. But I'm going to try to get the answer to that question and I'm going to let you know because I really want to know that. I'll see him at some point around DC and I'll and I'll yeah. find out. Yeah, yeah he could be he could be
1: he could be a little prickly as, uh, as Yeah, I've no
2: I've I yeah, but I've covered yes. him for years and yeah, uh, and yeah. I feel like I can get the answer to that. Oh, that'll but be okay. I, but my guess, here's my guess. My guess is the answer is well, yes, he regrets not being governor, but probably doesn't <laughs> regret not running because it, everybody else was totally crowded out. It was once Schwarzenegger started, like no one else mattered. Right. Right.
1: No, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, McClintock well, for, for McClintock, or, I mean, he was yeah. the favorite of the party, and yep. he, 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 he got what totally did, what, iced out. What did he say to you about this? How does he look at this? You know, twenty years on, because he was the favorite of the party base. He is Still not is. Happy. They love him. <laughs>
2: they do. <laughs> Listen, he he was was not and is not happy. He says that that Schwarzenegger's. Um, time in office looked just like it the democrats would he said that he 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 governed just like ray davis governed and that he pretended like it was not uh like he was not a republican he also at the same time told me that schwarzenegger stole his playbook uh yes. and how to run in the recall to which and I asked Schwarzenegger about that, and he um he had some colorful responses, which uh, I would give us tease us? what, which did, he,
1: what did he say? Give us give us one little tease about uh, what he's I, pushed I back will on. I
2: will use one i will I will use one word that he used, and that is hack.
1: Oh, oh man, oh man! This is that's going gonna to be fantasy.
2: episode like five or six that our oh, actual interview. So oh, I, I can't, I can't yeah. wait to see that. So download uh, the podcast; you'll get it all.
1: <laughs> oh yes, I, I encourage people to do this because this is I listen to as I said the first only the first one is available for listening and it's very good and it's anyone who follows California politics or if you're just a political fan, it is very fun. But Schwarzenegger, ultimately, as you say, uh, you know he he left office with the same approval rating as Gray Davis, twenty two percent. Yeah. Um. You know, despite the things that the, the major things he accomplished what does does he have uh (laughs) i think i'll know the answer to this but i'm gonna ask it anyways does he have any regrets does he you know uh, he ran up a huge debt himself uh, in an office does he look back and he does he look into his inner arnold and, and and have any regrets
2: he had a um a list when i talked to him of of the accomplishments like written down on a piece of paper (laughs) <laughs> and at the end, he said to me that, uh, I can't remember who told him, somebody who was a, his friend who was a governor before. Him. Maybe it was Bush. I don't remember exactly. I have to, I have to think about it. But a former governor t- told him that if you leave office with 50% of the things you wanted to do done, that's a huge accomplishment. And he says that he did that. Um, mm-hmm. But he knows how, but it's like you said, he... he he lived it. He knew how hard it was, and uh, it was a lot harder than probably he even thought it would be. All
1: right, let's let's get into the fun stuff now because okay. I, I got as I, as I said, listening to that first episode made me a little wistful for two thousand three because, Dan, I don't know how how close you've been paying attention to this uh, recall, but it's it's. Certainly not as fun as the no, last one. No, I know, not even it's close. Not even close. We have other. We have John Cox, who's been with the bear, you know, with the bear and the yeah. giant ball of garbage. That's, but that's that's been it. We don't have the unholy trio of Gary, Larry, and Mary. I know Gary Coleman, Larry Flint, Mary Carey. We don't have the ferret guy, the guy who was the about the ferret. There wasn't this performance artists and sumo and, wrestler. And, and, Sumo, I forgot about this. <laughs> sumo rest. The guy who would dress in blue every day of the campaign. The guy who spoke <laughs> in a fake Australian accent. Um, what? Wh- when you go back, you have you talked to Mary Carey? Yes, I a did. Very kind of you know tragic uh, up and down uh, life. What did what did you uh, did you talk to her? D- tell us a little bit about which she what insight she lent to you and and other folks from the uh, from the uh, more uh, circus like.
2: Well, the the fact she was so candid about the fact that she only did it for one reason, which is so that people knew her name and that she could get publicity for her uh, adult film star career. And that was exactly what her manager said to her when he called her and said, do you want to run for governor? And she said, what? (laughs) I don't have the qualifications. And he said, yeah, you do, because all you need is you know, 3,000, 3,500 bucks, 65 signatures, clean record and a couple of other things. And you're good to go and I'll pay the fee and just stand on a corner and get the signatures. And she said, okay. And he explicitly said, this is good for business. And she and others and, and Schwarzenegger talks about this too. And she completely admits when he filed his papers and it was, the ultimate circus were you there
1: no i was not there okay. for that but i do remember the scene yes
2: okay yeah yeah so we <laughs> all of these people who were the publicity seekers went to the event in order to get a little bit of the extra light that he was shining from uh, from the spotlight and uh and it worked because it helped i mean it certainly didn't work in terms of the vote she got but her goal wasn't to become governor her goal was to become known
1: but she, I think she did finish like seventh or something like that. She remarkably, was,
2: she, remarkably she, so. And okay, you'll appreciate this. She said, she said that if it weren't for Larry Flint, she would have do be, she would have done better. She said, "This is almost a direct quote." We split the porn vote. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're missing that. There is yeah. no porn vote. The
1: porn vote is going is, is dissipated among several candidates this mm-hmm. time. I think. Um. The other thing that was that I, I miss from this debate, and and I'm I'm guessing you get into it later episodes, is there was as a debate like a true debate. There yeah. was there was one debate in 2003 featuring Schwarzenegger. It was it was fantastic television. I don't know yeah. about uh, uh, you know an exchange of ideas. Ariana Huffington, Bruce DeMonte, mm-hmm. Peter Cameo, the Green candidate, and McClintock, and even Gray Davis in the front end of that debate had a one-on-one um, debate, and uh, again reflecting my status at that point. I did not cover that debate, but I covered the Game Show Network debate. (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Featuring Mary Carey. Gary Coleman. (laughs) It was painful. It was it was really the the end of Rome at that point. Um, (laughs) What what do you think that that um, but that this time we don't have any debates and Newsom has refused to debate. Yeah. Uh, 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 Larry Elder, the um, the leader among the Republicans has refused to debate. Even, even uh, Caitlyn Jenner, your the, the, the prod, your scoop there, refused <laughs> refused to debate. What what does that difference does that make?
2: Well, it makes a big one. It's funny when I, when I, I keep referring to this, because as you know, there were a lot of gems for my conversation with uh, Schwarzenegger, but uh, <laughs> we were, when we started to talk, it was the day after one of their quote unquote debates on the Republican side. And he said something along the lines of, look at these clowns. Like nobody even sent a camera because nobody cares. Right. And that's part of the issue is that Although people do care about Larry Elder and the San Diego mayor and uh, and there are certainly like legit serious candidates. There are.
1: There are. Yes, there are.
2: There are. Uh, but none of them is Arnold Schwarzenegger and none of them no. is getting 75 cameras. There's certainly a middle ground. And I think if you're a Republican uh, and a supporter of Larry Elder, you would argue that he is a middle ground. But uh, but it's just not the same. You're right. It's just not the same.
1: No. No last time we saw there there were no changes to the recall system after the 2003 recall. The feeling was that you know Schwartz he got 49% of the vote which in a field of 135 candidates is amazing. It's very impressive. But <clears throat> if Newsom wins there are likely changes coming to the recall system in California. There's a democratic supermajority in the legislature. They're they're probably going to raise the level of signatures uh required. Now it's just 12% of the people who voted in the previous uh race and that that, that uh, level will likely rise if, if Newsom wins. What other changes do, do you think might be coming uh, at this time uh, be, because of the way things are and um, and uh, do, you, do you get any sense either from Schwarzenegger or others that the sys that the recall system or Gray Davis that the recall system is broken it needs to be fixed?
2: It's hard to really see much changing with the recall process because it just seems so California. And in order to change it, I think you have to get everybody to agree, meaning a proposition to change it, just like a proposition made it happen over 100 years ago. But who knows? I think the more I cover politics and the longer it happens, the less I'm surprised by anything. So (laughs) you never know.
1: The podcast is called Total Recall, California's political circus. It's out now. Dana Bash, thanks for being on It's All Political. We'll see you soon.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It was so great to talk to you.
1: I'd like to thank you all for listening and hope that you and your families are safe and healthy. I'd like to thank Dana for joining us today. I'd like to thank the King Webby Award winning producer, King Kaufman, for producing today's episode. And of course, I want to throw some love out for our fabulous theme music. That song you were listening to is called Cattle Call and is written by Randy Clark and produced by Randy Clark and Croson. And remember, no matter if you think that Tom McClintock is a paragon of conservatism or just a hack, it's all political.